մեջ <speaking in foreign language> Arachina. <speaking in foreign language> Colossians chapter 1 verses 12 to 18 giving thanks to the father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins the supremacy of Christ he is the image of the invisible God the firstborn over all creation for by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church he is the beginning, and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have supremacy. Amen. Um, I want to start my subject by sharing with you about something a sister shared with me some time ago. She confessed that when the Lord has the right place in her life, everything else falls into place. When the Lord has his rightful place in her life. Uh, when the Lord has his rightful place in my life, my husband has his right place. And the children have their rightful place. Uh, my, our finances are in their rightful place. And also my job. 
My nerves are also steady. Եվ իմ կյանքը համուհոտ ունի եւ կարկուկանուն ունի։ My life has flavor and it has order. Բայց երբ որ տերը իրա տեղը չի, ոչ մի բան իրա տեղը չի։ But when I don't give the Lord his rightful place, everything else falls into chaos. What that sister said was a source of big blessing for brother Edward. Uh, for the last two Sundays I have preached about what the role of the Lord is in our lives. A few Sundays ago we preached that Jesus is our life. Week before last we uh, talked about Jesus being our lover. Particularly now when we are approaching uh, Christmas. And uh, nearly the whole world celebrates the uh, festivity of Christmas. We have to realize who is Christ in our lives. Who is he that after 2000 years his birth is celebrated in such a magnificent way throughout the world? What role does he play in my life? What I want to share with you today. He is the first in our lives. This is what I want to share with you today. He has the supreme place in our lives. He is the head. And he is the ruler. And clearly, in accordance with the word of God, that is his position. Uh, Apostle Paul emphasizes time and again that he is supreme. Before anything else, over and above any kingdom. And it's been said that everything is, uh, has been created by him and through him. And he is the firstborn from the dead. And he has to be supreme in everything. This is the role of Jesus Christ and that is his rightful position in our life. The question I want to put to you tonight is why should Jesus Christ have the first place in our lives? And be over and above everything else and have the most magnificent position in our lives. The first answer that the word of God says, he is worthy because he is God. And there is none like him. You will not find another Jesus Christ in the world. This is not something that the Christians alone claim. This is something that everyone else claims. 
I put this question to a very staunch uh, Muslim once. If Jesus was present here on one side and one of your prophets was sitting on the other side, and you were someone from 2,000 years before. And you wanted to send your family on a long journey. Yes, that this journey would take several months. And you, and you wanted to commit your family to someone that you could trust so that he would take them there safely. Who would you commit them to? Would you commit your family for this long journey to Jesus Christ or to Muhammad? Um, he thought for a while, this staunch Muslim, and said, to be sure, I would commit my family to Jesus Christ. Why would you do that? Because you are a staunch Muslim. Because I would be anxious because on the journey maybe Muhammad would receive a message from above that you are to have this husband, this man's wife as your wife also. Because in Islamic religion it is a possible for one man to have several wives. If you like a wife, you can uh, like someone, you can but claim that one as your wife. But I would have total assurance that something like this would not happen with Jesus. Uh, if that's how you think, why don't you become a Christian? He said, Brother Ebal, I want to share something with you. I will confess that in the Quran, the position that Jesus has, no other prophet has that. And Jesus stands alone from anyone else. But what can we do? This is our religion. I have inherited it and everyone around me has that religion. I'm obliged to stay. And in reality, that is exactly how it is. Whatever book you study, you will not come across another Jesus Christ. If you can prove to me after this meeting that there is someone who exists who is better than Jesus Christ, no one has had the birth that Jesus Christ has. No one has been able to say the words that Jesus said. No one has led a holy life like Jesus. No one has had the love that Jesus had. Nor his humbleness. Nor his ministry. And no one 
has sacrificed their life, life like Jesus for our salvation not that he would went to a war and in the war he lost his life he sacrificed him but with humility and acceptance he gave his life for us no one like him was resurrected from the dead and is living eternally no one entered the heaven and is going to return again Jesus Christ is unique Therefore, he is worthy to be the first from anyone else in our lives. The one has come from above is above everything else. He is the head of the church. He is the beginning and the end. He is the Alpha and he is the Omega. Therefore, he is worthy to have the focus of our attention. Yeah, you know the scientist Galileo? He proved that the earth is uh, cylindrical and it is suspended in the universe. And it is the earth that is rotating the sun. Uh, but at that time he was convicted by the Catholic priests. Do you know this interesting fact that it is mentioned in the Bible that the earth is cylindrical and it is suspended in round and it is suspended in space. But the priests at that time were ignorant of the word of God and they said that you were saying something that is against God and they convicted. They were all under the impression that the sun and the moon and the other planets were uh, orbiting around earth. Why did I mention that? Because nowadays a lot of Christians think along those lines. They feel that they themselves are the center of the universe. And they are the center of the universe and God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and all the saints have to orbit around them. And they have to be the center of attention between everyone. And uh, sometimes I have heard uh, the meaning of this uh, verse. Uh, Jesus is standing there outside and knocking. And he is saying, open the door. And the people don't open the door. And Jesus begs again, please open the door. It's cold outside. Have mercy on me. Accept me. Be merciful. And people from the other side of the earth saying, we are busy, we don't have time for you. And the preacher says, 
He begs the congregation, please open the door for Jesus. Have mercy on Jesus. He's poor. Be merciful, open the door and let him in. Where in the Bible has mentioned anything like this? We are the ones who are poor. We are the ones who have to be. We are the ones who have to beg Jesus to accept him. Where does it say in the Bible that Jesus begs us to open the door for He commands us to open the door. He is the master. We have to go on our knees and beg him to accept us. We are the ones who have need of his mercy. He is the Lord. You often hear believers, they go to their pastor and say, if the Lord doesn't do this something for me, I'll never come to church again. I won't pray again, I won't read the Bible. Uh, Brother Edward spoke to a young man this morning. If you don't act the way I want you to act, I won't come to this church again. The answer was that I will not act in accordance to what you ask and please don't come to church. Because what he was asking from me was something that was not stated in the Bible. It is very important to realize that he is the creator and we are the creator and his followers. And he has has to have the rightful place in our lives. And everything else and everyone else has to revolve around Jesus. The second reason that he has to have the first place in our lives. Because all the commands in the book tells us that he is the first in our lives. What are the first two uh, commands in the Ten Commandments? Have no other gods apart from me. Don't worship anything else. Because I am the only God. Just realize how important this is. And in the Old Testament, uh, very clearly it says that firstborn of an animal and firstborn of a family belongs to God. The first fruits of the soil, the corn, you have to bring to me. And when in the Bible Jesus Christ says, don't worry what you will wear or what you will eat, what does he say after that? Seek his kingdom first. Then everything else shall be added on to you. First seek his kingdom, his righteousness. But what do people do? 
today. What shall I eat? What shall I wear? What house should we buy? What car shall we have? What job should we seek? Who shall I marry? First all my needs, all my difficulties, my pains. After that, if there is time left, I will give the dredges to the Lord. Is this how we should be followers of Jesus? The reality is not like that. This is not what the Lord has taught us. In his prayer that all churches do, what does it say in this prayer? Let me see if I say it correctly. Father who art in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. And keep us from evil. Is this true? Heavenly Father who art in heaven, hallowed your holy name. Is that how it is? Yes. Your kingdom come. Your will be done as it is in heaven. Then after that it says, give us our daily bread and so on and so forth. But unfortunately our prayer life Mostly is centered upon ourselves. Uh, there's a person in the morning church when he was going through difficulties, he was very on fire for the Lord. He had many, many problems. He was attending church, he was fasting, he was praying, he was giving gifts to the church. Because he had need. Once the difficulties were so, then I noticed that he's becoming quite cool. Occasionally he would come to church. And then he started coming once a month. And then he started not tithing properly. Then I asked him, my dear brother, don't you have needs of God? No, now everything is okay. And Brother Edward said, now I want to pray that you have difficulties again in your life. Because when you have needs in your life, that is when you look at the Lord. Now you have no desire for the Lord. He doesn't have the first place in your life anymore. And this is the root of many people's problems these days. The third reason why we should have uh, Jesus in the first place in our lives 
Because this is the most important condition that Jesus requires from his followers. I will read a portion of the Bible and you tell me which one is repeated three times. Uh, tell me which sentence is repeated three times. If you pay attention, you will grasp. This is what Jesus Christ said. And these are the conditions for his followers. Luke 14, 26. Polor inch for uni, Cherajarvi, na chekaro in Ashagertinel. Vormenachatasuchunel? Na chekaro iramayam Ashagertelinel. Yerekan Kamkirkanel. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and children, his brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And anyone who does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. In the same way, any of you who does not give up everything he has cannot be my disciple. If you pay attention that sometimes the way Jesus spoke, it was ambiguous. It was, he was making the path of following him quite hard. I think there was no, no in-between. Either they had to be totally his followers or not at all. Uh, once the crowd uh, told him that your words are very difficult to follow, and they left him. But Jesus did not compromise and make it easy for them to follow him. The spiritual life was very serious and constant for Jesus. Uh, when he was meeting with the disciples, he was commanding them, follow me. And they were not bringing any excuses. Uh, their job, their fishing, their family, their parents, they used to live and follow Jesus. As soon as Jesus commanded, they did not question what about our jobs, what about our homes, they immediately followed. Uh, when he saw Zacchaeus upon the tree, he commanded him, come down, I'm going to be your guest today. He ordered. So Zacchaeus goes back to the house and tells his wife, 13 people are coming to our house. 
Hurry up, make some preparation. So the wife is crossed. How can I prepare food suddenly for Thursday? <laughs> Jesus Christ and 12 hefty men are coming to be fed. What do you think Zacchaeus replied? He said, I didn't invite them. Jesus is the Lord of this house. He is the owner of this house. He told me I have to come to your house. And in reality, he, he is the Lord of our home. He is not the visitor. He is not somebody traveling. He is the head of the home. He commands us. Because he is the commander. And the conditions that he places is that the one who follows me has to sacrifice everything else and follow me totally. And the ones who would not do this, they could not possibly become his followers. Someone came to Jesus and said, wherever you go, I will follow you. Just give me time to go and say my farewells to my family and return to you. A person who is touched but turns around is not worthy of the heaven. Someone else said that I will follow you, but just give me a moment to go and bury my father and then I will return. Jesus' reply was, let the dead bury the dead. Uh, he did not mean to say farewell to your family was wrong or to bury your father is wrong. What he was realizing, their motives. Because he realized their motives, he realized they did not give him first place in their lives. He said, you cannot follow me. And sadly, today, this is the root of the difficulty of some of our people. They put other things first in their lives. Because they claim that first we have to have these things in our lives, then Jesus. And people like this cannot be uh, good followers of Jesus. Uh, someone else came and said, I want to follow you. Where you go, I will go. He said, the birds of the uh, sky don't have a home and the foxes don't have dens. The foxes have dens as well, but I don't have a home. And we see that this person did not become a follower of Jesus. 
you see his standards were very high. And this is a lesson for us today. He says that kingdom of heaven is like a man who was searching for very precious pearls. And when he found a very valuable pearl, he went and sold all his possessions in order to be able to have that land that had the expensive pearl in it. How much are we prepared to pay to have Jesus? How much does he have his first rightful place in our lives. And if it is not like that, our Christian life will not be something enjoyable for us. Why some people, uh, Christians become very cold? Or they are lukewarm Christians? Or they are not uh, alive in their Christian life? Because Jesus does not have his rightful place in their lives. He is not the center of their lives. They follow Jesus and other Jesuses. They follow Jesus and they follow Jesus' partners. I think Jesus uh, he is not the only one in their lives. He is one of them. He is not supreme. Because I am working with the house churches in Iran. I want to give you a testimony. Uh, one of them was being very badly persecuted. Three different persecutions. In the first place, his parents disowned him. And he was alone with his wife and a little child. In the second place, the landlord, when he realized that he's become a Christian, he said, go from this place. Uh, didn't give him an opportunity to go and find another flat, just threw his furniture out in the street. He said, you are now soiled. You cannot stay in this house anymore. Because you become Christian. And the third persecution that he encountered was that they uh, said from his job that you have no more job. Three different persecutions. What kind of people we are working with? I often meet people in this situation. Three months ago, I met a person like that who had suffered a lot for the sake of Jesus Christ. And now he's in Turkey. Uh, he had gone to death's door. 
And you can say that he was a living martyr. And um, he's trying to heal his body from wounds that they have um, uh, applied to his body. Uh, we are fundraising for people like this so that we can give them some measure of protection. I said to his pastor, I want to meet with this person. And we will help uh, your church so that these people can at least have some help until they find the work. Uh, we wanted to help this person, but he will not accept. Okay, I will meet with him and I will give him financial assistance. I went to meet with him and I had the money in an envelope that would be for his needs. He wouldn't accept it. This is the first time in my career that I was giving money to someone and he did not accept it. I was very surprised. And by the way, I have to mention that during worship, he was the most joyful of them all. I said to the pastor, he doesn't look like a man who's been persecuted. He is the most joyful amongst us. Because he's proud he has suffered because of the name of Jesus. I asked him, brother, why won't you accept financial assistance? He said, it's not because I'm proud. But why do you want to take this honor away from me? Why do you want to take this glory away from me? This is an honor for me. To suffer for the name yes, of Jesus. Shalvem. To suffer for yes, the name of Jesus. And you want to repay me by money? Allow me to suffer. Let me be homeless. For the name of Jesus. This is an honor for me. My goodness, who is this man? How does he come to know you to this extent? Again, I tried to persuade him to accept the mother. Uh, the mother was suckling a six-month baby in her. I said to him, I'm not giving this money to you. I'm giving this money for the baby's needs. He's looking at the child and he's got his fist like this. Mobile? He said, no, let this child from now learn 
that the way of the Lord is way of the cross. A six-month-old baby to learn from that that the way of the Lord is way of the cross. Finally, managed to persuade him to accept this as a loan, to use it now, and when he can, repay it for the benefit of other needed people. Finally, he accept on those conditions. When I meet Christians like this, then I am ashamed of myself. And I ask the Lord, he calls himself a Christian, and I can call the um, thing that happened in Mumbai last week didn't make it every one of us sad. Uh, the tourists who were enjoying uh, life in that luxurious hotel, were they thinking that something like this would happen to them at the hands of the terrorists? 200 people lost their lives. It wasn't because of any kind of sin. For no particular purpose. Out of their own decision. They killed them. They maimed them. So sad. This sort of thing is happening in this day but if somebody is suffering or being persecuted because of the name of Jesus, is it comparable to lose your life for nothing at the hands of the terrorists? In conclusion, I want to say this. This is why Jesus has to have the supreme place in our lives. Because, because everything else is futile. He is the only one that is eternal. He is the unchanging one. I will give you a present if you can tell me something good that exists now that is eternal in this life. The gift is ready. If you can say one thing, one uh, tangible thing that can be eternal, nothing at all is eternal. Our relatives, our youth, our beauty, our finances, our health, our friends, our families, our position, our status. Either we're going to lose them one day or we're going to depart from them. And we don't know how we're going to lose them. But he is the one that yesterday, today, and tomorrow is the same and 
When Jesus asked the disciples, do you also want to leave me? What was their reply? Where can we go away from you? have the words of the eternal life. Where to whom can we go to achieve eternal life? For this reason, he is worthy to have supremacy. Let us pray together and open our hearts in our presence, in his presence. And ask him to open our eyes so that we can put him in his rightful place, in the supreme place in our lives. If God shows us that there is something, something exists in our lives that has higher position than the Lord, let us bring him, bring that thing to the Lord. It is not acceptable to the Lord less love, less obedience, less honor. He has to have the most, the highest, the best, the supreme, the first. Amena Karevor Paimanere Hajog Isusyasha Gerdineluhamar. And these are the important conditions for being a successful disciple of Jesus. Let us search our hearts in his presence. In particular, in view of the events that we hear taking place in the world. Every second in England as well, in a hotel, in a car, in an office, something like that can take place. We live in a very evil world. We don't know from today to tomorrow what it will be like. Therefore, uh, I beg you, therefore, allow life with Jesus to have the first place. Because that is the only thing that is eternal and everlasting. Everything else is futile. Even our children, our spouses, they are very good, their blessings, but they are not eternal. God have mercy upon us. Open the eyes of our spirit.
Awaken us, Lord. Allow us to realize what are the real values of our life. Allow us to comprehend and understand that you are the most precious thing in our life. And allow us to put you in the highest place in our lives. And allow us in a in a practical way as well for you to be the head of our lives. And to seek your kingdom. To seek your holy name. Your will. Your powerful words. Allow them to have the rightful place in our lives. Seek your kingdom first, then everything else will be granted to us. Hallelujah. Have we got a song? Please stand up, we'll sing the song together. Voyage Park Eden had Kaile. Oh, 
God bless you. Yes, that best for Lurunem, Muskirakin, Kartesik part common emerge. Brother Tom is going to preach to us next Sunday. Yes, at the word Mishman Kiranit, Shad Skanshani, Patkam, Nereng, Lestel, Urema Muskirakil, Shuzirkovekna. Always we hear wonderful messages through him, and uh, please don't deprive yourselves of his message next week either.